Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, New Powerpuff Girls, Star Wars, The Force and Evil, and Ruby. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. Today, Sam and I will be discussing the uh, 2015, 2016, whatever, uh, French, Canadian, American animated film, The Little Prince. Uh, it's just a little bit of everything. It is. This is hard to track this movie's production, but yeah, based off of the uh, kind of based question mark, incorporated the 1943 novella, <laughs> French novella by Antonin de Saint Exprès. I don't know. That was my best guess at that. So, uh, we'll be. This movie is on Netflix. Uh, its American release, uh, is completely on Netflix, exclusive to Netflix. So you can check that out on Netflix. We'll start spoiler free if you have not seen this movie. So you can hear our recommendations first. And then we'll get into spoilers from this film. Um, this is, uh, we're recording this well before, um, Oscar nominations, but this film is a potential, uh, best animated feature, uh, Oscar inclusion. It's American. Can it be? Is it like yeah. within the rules? Yeah, it's, it didn't get released in America at all until this year. So it's eligibility is for this year, even though, okay. even though it was released in France, in France in, uh, 2015. So, yeah. so, um, question, well, uh, I would say it's not likely to get a nomination, but it's possible. So, oh, um, it should get a nomination. Well, do we, yeah, well, you can read, uh, read about that on the Overlanded blog. I've got an article coming up about that if it has not been already released when you're listening to this. And, um, so yeah, let's get into the Little Prince. Uh, we'll not, this is spoiler free for now. Um, and then we will, uh, get into more spoiler territory. So Sam, without getting into kind of, cause this film takes, uh, a different direction in the second half. So let's not get into what happens yet, but what were your general impressions and reactions to uh, this film? Okay, so at first I thought it was just going to be like kind of like a dumb movie, <laughs> to be honest. I thought it was going to be like, oh, just typical, you know, themes that happen in like children's movies these days, you know, like Despicable Me, uh, whatnot. But I was very pleasantly surprised. I cried three times. <laughs> Cried, uh, cried three times yeah three times three whole time three separate times in the spoiler section we'll identify when that happens okay yeah but it just turned into something that i thought was going to be very like surface level and very almost boring and like i didn't know anything about it walking into it to something that was like really beautiful and honest and like really like got me got me it got me it got you yeah <laughs> i was gonna say got me thinking but it just got like my emotions and like really tug at my heartstrings and I really wasn't expecting that at all. Ten out of ten. ten okay, wow. Ten out of ten. Um, make yep. Sam cr- th- cry three times. Ten out of ten. There's the <laughs> reveal. Yeah, Sam. Neither Sam and I had read the novella before watching this. Um, but since, I didn't even know it was based on anything. Yeah. Before walking into it, this is completely clean. But since then, we both read a detailed description of the of the book. Um, I would say you don't need to, you definitely don't need to have read it going in. Yeah. The movie basically covers the entire thing. So, um, yeah, I think this film's very good. I don't think it's 10 out of 10, <laughs> clearly, but, uh. Okay, maybe like 9 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought the first half of this film was fine. Uh, it, it was, it was, it wasn't that great. And then I thought the second half was excellent. Uh, basically. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, we'll, we'll get into details, but, uh, you know, everything, after probably the first point Sam cried, I think after that is really, really good. Oh, you don't know when I cried. Well, first, that's true. Really. It might be, it might be random. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. 
Um, but yeah, this is a really interesting movie. It is, uh, kind of, it has two sides. The first half is a generic, uh, 3D, uh, animation, uh, kind of inside out looking humans. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get at when I was explaining. Yeah. It, it, it does look very generic. That's kind of the human parts. And I think those, and those parts of the film are, are fine. You know, they're okay. And then it has a stop motion, uh, second, uh, half of the film based off of the book. Um, none of that spoilers. So basically just the first half of the movie just like goes back and forth between the stop motion sequences based that are telling the story of the book. And then this, um, 3D animated sequences that, uh, you know, kind of incorporate the telling of the book basically with this uh, little girl's life and stuff like that. And, um, I think that the, the generic animated sequences, uh, you know, there's nothing super special about them. I mean, we're kind of accustomed to that style of animation at this point, even though it's impressive. Uh, it's just, it's typical at this point. Yeah. It's, it's boring. It's, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Um, I thought it was well animated, but you know, it's, it's typical, but the stop motion sequences I thought are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Very beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and this, what's great is the second half incorporates them in really interesting ways. So it's just like, at some point, the movie is just gorgeous, you know, uh, the whole, the whole time is, and it starts off, you know, gorgeous half the time. Um, I think the movie struggles to incorporate its two disparate stories in the first half. I don't think it does it well. Uh, I didn't super connect to particularly any, any, either side of the, of the story until they came together. So, um, you know, that's interesting. You know, I, I mean, I yeah. feel kind of the opposite. Okay. Well, you, you want to elaborate? Uh, we'll get into that in the spoilers. Okay. We'll get into that in spoilers. But yeah. So I, I think this movie is, uh, good, uh, potentially great, but, um, you know, I, you know, it's, 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 it's what it is. Uh, uh, also directed by Mark, uh, Mark Osborne, we should say. It seems like, um, look, reading the production, uh, description of the Wikipedia page certainly put a lot into this movie over several years and, um, I mean, I think it pays off. I think this is certainly a memorable special movie that will be, um, you know, is, is going to be remembered, even if I don't think it's particularly better than a, uh, Zootopia or a something, you know, whatever, you know, the oh, I would argue that it's better. I think I probably, th- I agree this is better than Zootopia. Okay. But maybe not better, but like different kinds it's, it's of different. good. I, I think this is much more memorable. I would say. Agree. Yeah. Definitely agree. Like this, this is got, 10 years from now. Um, looking back at the 2015, 2016 animated films, I'll probably remember this, um, near the top, even if its quality isn't necessarily as high as a Moana, you know, mm. I think it's arguable that this is as good as Moana. I probably don't think so. I guess. So. I don't think so, but it's... I don't, it's... I don't know. I haven't seen Moana in like a month, so... And another We're... thing about this film is that the novella that it's based off of is a complete social satire, so there's a lot of that in the movie. And we'll... That is a good topic for Dylan and Sam to discuss, so we will get into all of that. <laughs> social satire. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very base-level social satire. Very on-the-nose satire from the book and the uh, the resulting... But there's movie. nothing wrong with that, considering it's... Well, it's more considered. I think there's some wrong with that. Like, I think I think the beginning of this film is so on the nose. Oh my goodness. Like, well, okay. Sometimes you need on the nose stuff, Dylan. You need to like drive your point. Home. I'll say this: I thought this ha- this movie handled its social satire a million times better than the Lego Movie. <laughs> really? 
Like, I think this movie, like, I think both of them have the exact same social satire, and this movie handles it so much better. I, I agree. They have the same social it's satire. It's the exact I just, same thing. I haven't seen the Lego movie in a while. I remember yeah. really liking that movie, though. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't like that as much as I like Little Prince. So that's, that's you know, your, your mileage may vary on that one. But yeah, so let's get into, so recommended from both Sam and I. You can boot it up on Netflix right now, hour 40 minutes, and it's certainly something special. Oh, another thing is the soundtrack for this film is phenomenal. The music, yeah, it's the music really good. Is, ab- is really incredible. Like, um, there's so many production elements of this film which are just so excellent. So, really, I'd recommend checking it out for sure. Um, okay, spoilers starting now for the Little Prince, the film. <laughs> I guess also the novella, but you know. Uh, so, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Okay, Sam. Um, okay. when? Okay, what are your big highlights from the film? Uh, um, your big emotional so, climaxes. Okay, when I cried. If you want, or if those okay. are the same thing. Well, the, not always one of the same. Well, I really felt like you were talking about how the social commentary was sort of on the nose. And, like, I felt that it was kind of pointed enough that it made me feel something. Um, okay, let me re- let me explain by what I mean. The on-the-nose parts being the uh, we open up and we drive through this uh, town and all the cars move at the exact same pace and they and they turn and all the houses look the same. You know, I, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and the whole academy thing is like And a, everything about the academy, yeah. like uh, Aspire to be essential or whatever. And yeah. like, I don't, that's sort of like... That sort of like had me feel like at the point I am in my life, like that's how I feel like the world is right now. <laughs> so, you know, okay. it, had, it had me feeling something, you okay. know? Okay, yeah, that's fair. So, thank you. Okay. Uh, so, I didn't cry at that, but I definitely felt like, oh, God, it's, it's getting a bit that's, too that's, real here. That's the part that's the same as the Lego movie, for sure. Okay, well, I like the Lego movie, too. I like, that's fine. Well, I, yeah. thematically, I would argue they're very similar in terms of, like, you know, childhood etc oh yeah they, they they yeah i thematically these are similar movies very very yeah. similar yeah nonetheless anyway um the first time i cried okay was at the fox james franco the fox when he came okay, in that's not what i would expect yeah really yeah no it was just so not, uh, um, my my okay so i the first half second half of the movie i think the first half begins at the point where we go through the grieving stuff with the when the uh when the giver uh jeff bridges in his full in, in full the giver mode um jeff bridges is now only able to play roles uh that involve being the giver that is all that is all I he's re- i really find it funny that out of all of jeff bridges like roles that is what he has become the, the giver is the one that you chose to highlight right here he's he's just the giver in this movie that's his entire he's not the giver yes he is the movie. giver he is the <laughs> <laughs> the ominous old man who has the answers to a uh, dystopian social satire society film. He is the giver. Anyway. I, I would argue it's not quite on the nose as the giver. It's not. Um, yeah. His, I think his, the giver should be on the nose. His characters. I, I think the, the giver on as a whole is less on the nose, but Jeff Bridges' character is, is whatever. Anyway, he's they, they start calling him the aviator around two thirds into the movie. He doesn't have a name before that. I'm going to call him the giver. Okay. So. Yeah, the aviator slash the giver. When he start, when he's like, I'm, I'm gonna go away soon. And then we, they, he and he's like lying in bed, and her and the little girl who doesn't have a name. That super pisses me off. Just name your character. Nobody has a name, Dylan. Um, the prince, Look, little somebody- prince, the little princess. Well, the, the little girl's not in the book though. Like you could have named her something. <laughs> she's she's a new character. Nobody has a name. 
Anyway, I guess they're, they're what they're going for is like in the style of the book where things don't have names. I get that, but you just give her a name anyway. Okay. Uh, um. Anyway, Mackenzie Foy is talking to the giver, and they're on and they're on the the bed. Mackenzie Foy, aka um, what Renesme from the Twilight movies. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so they're sitting on the bed, and they're um, they're talking about uh, how he's gonna go, and like they have this whole thing about um, you know, moving on and but not forgetting and that's this super blatant theme in the movie and um, he's like i'm gonna go away and this is like before he goes to the hospital and stuff and then from that point on i think the movie like actually kicks into gear but that doesn't happen until like at least 30 minutes 40 minutes in Hmm. anyway um so the fox yeah i thought the fox scene was good that was in the beginning of the film well i don't know it's just about like you know finding a friend and uh, the fox teaches the little prince about you know just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not there and you know you know like listen with your heart and follow your heart and blah 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 it's just here i don't remember exactly what to see with your heart yeah this is this is something from the from the original novella one sees but, clearly with only with only with the heart the essential is invisible to the eye or something like that yeah and yeah they, that's a it, that's a theme that they carry over from the novella a lot into the movie yeah but i don't it just like really got me it's like you know just because you know the one that you love is not with you doesn't mean that they don't love you you know what i mean I don't know, that got me. That's that good. Sort of thematic yeah. thing. Yeah. I like themes like that, especially in like woven through like something that's quote unquote for kids. Cause it's at like, I think at like its most basic, like purest form where, you know, love is seen as we being very pure and not all that complicated. Anyway. Yeah. I think that's good. That yeah, it was. Is is a. It's a. It's a the, the theme of um. Don't you don't people who die are still alive in our hearts and that's yeah. you know you know yeah. Yeah. It's okay, sad. that was good. Uh, what, what was the second time? Um, I think it was around the time that uh, what's his face, the aviator, went to the hospital because okay. you know he's he's dying. Yeah, and she just doesn't get it. Does she not get it? She didn't get it before before he went to the ambulance. I thought she got it. I don't think she got it. I don't know. Maybe. Well, obviously, she didn't get it beforehand. She didn't really understand what he meant by going away. Anyway. Uh, the third time I cried was at the end, uh, after, you know, they, like, go to him in the hospital, and, you know, it's the end of the movie, and, you know, you hear him and the little prince laugh, and he's dead, and it's sad, and, uh, it's oh, sad. man. Yeah. It's just sad. It's just, this whole movie's very sad. <laughs> it's a very sad movie. Like, I don't know, like, I'm more crying about, like, the the themes of, like, loss of innocence and, like... Well, maybe the little girl, she gets innocence. She, like, retains her innocence, or rather, like, reclaims it from her mother and, like, the society that she lives in. It's telling her that, you know, you have to be essential in order to grow up. You have to, like, meet, you have to, like, mean something in the cogs of society. Where, you know, that isn't necessarily what life is. And, you know, I'm more, more, my tears are more coming from uh, the, um, societal uh implications of this movie especially when they uh go find the little prince when he's an adult that sort of like mentality that you know when you grow up you lose who you are and you forget who you are and you forget what it means to be like alive essentially yeah yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah, move Thanks, the, this movie is very blatant with its themes. It's one of the big ones, as you're talking about. Is like, um, it's they say you don't need to grow up when you grow up. Like, they, you know, they say that. I think. Yeah, like you'll physically age, but yes, uh, but you don't need to. Yeah, and and they don't say loss of innocence in the movie. That's very much what they're talking about. Like, you don't you don't need to. Um, lose your kid-like wonder or whatever it is that you curiosity your curiosity your whatever about the world to when, you, when you become an adult you don't need to yeah live in this homogenized society right so yeah don't let capitalism get you down yeah okay we don't all you know i don't know if it's just yeah i don't know if this the the movie's uh satirizing capitalism but um <laughs> you know, arguable not as not as blatantly <laughs> as boy in the world i would say boy yeah yeah it's much obviously yes <laughs> Which, i think boy in the world is a very relevant comparison to this movie both are extremely blatant with oh my god it's been like five ever since yeah no, it was about I, a year I, I, since I we podcasted that, on that podcast and haven't yeah. watched it since you can check out our podcast on that but um yeah so for me um you know i think this this movie is very base level like okay we're all you know zombies subscribing to society and um we all uh homogenize to uh we all the conformity 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 blah 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 yeah that's that's you know i sam and i are both um basically the direct target for this um this type of um satire because we're both very much in like the first stages of adulthood right the post yeah. the post college stages for me this was um too general i guess to, for me to connect to at the moment um you know i got it i got i got that this is you know i agree this is kind of there's truth to this um it's not but treating it creating a world where it's the literal being much like the lego movie for me doesn't really work because there's a lot more depth to society um, I'd prefer satire that was more specific and more, um, you know, true to, true to what I see around me, I guess. So, mm, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, still, I thought, I thought it was fine. Like, I think that, um, it is super on the nose with its, uh, cars all moving the same, but it doesn't dwell on that. It moves on and it goes to interesting places with it. I think in particular, like I said, once, the, uh, they sit down, uh, uh, the giver and Renesme sit down to have their, uh, <laughs> their, their talk, their talk about death. I think from that point on, the film is excellent. And I think w the, the decision to like go to this, to go for her to go looking for the, uh, the little prince, um, really blends, uh, these kind of two disparate sequences we've been getting throughout the movie together in a way that really worked for me. Like, I think that, um, it, it's, it's really good once they go to that, uh, asteroid that is not his home planet, uh, but is a different asteroid. Um, and we go through business all planet. Yeah. The businessman's planet. And we go through everything on there. Um, in particular, the sequence of her breaking the stars out of their container was gorgeous and incredible. Um, I really loved that sequence. Um, and, uh, just everything they do on that, that asteroid, I think was really successful. Hmm. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this after the fact. And I was wondering if, like, that's supposed to be, like, a near-death experience, like, metaphor, almost. Not, like, the stars, but, like, the whole, like, visiting the other asteroids in general, since, you know, the whole point of the Little Prince leaving was, you know, him dying. Uh, and I'm wondering if the little girl leaving and, you know, visiting the Little Prince, if that is something to do with death, near-death I don't know. Right. So the themes of the book, uh, this, because once we get, we finish telling the story of the book and then we just do other stuff basically. So for a while, we're just kind of bla just going along with it. So the snake bites him and he dies and that's how he has to do to go to, um, back to his home planet or whatever. That's all from, from the book and, um, the themes of loss and stuff, uh, 
Right. Yeah, but then it gets woven into the actual plot and the fantastical elements of the book get like they're like injected into this reality we have. I don't quite understand it. And then, but like, then, yeah, if but it's then not we're, supposed to be metaphorical. Yeah, but then we're going to go find the little prince, and it's it's it does get a little muddled. I agree because um, from the from the giver's retellings, uh, we we learn that he. Uh, you know, we learned that all of this is true, presumably. So all this happened in the past and now he left and now he gets trapped. Presum he gets like lost on his way home. I guess they're extending the book on he gets stuck on this planet. Um, so that all happened and now this is all after he died. Like, you know, like it's like what's going on, right? Because this isn't, it, it's, I think it becomes less important, like connecting the two. Um, it's more just like a, Kind of a fantastic I, journey for the girl at the end. I don't know. Like, for me, it just doesn't really work that well. It's like, so the little girl and, you know, the, uh, you know, whole pretty, like, 3D animated stuff, that's, like, the framing device for the novella yeah. portions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in the end, it turns into, like, the novella and the framing device coming together. It's like in The Princess Bride, if you had a uh, Fred Savage and his grandpa. If you have like them and then, you know, Princess Buttercup and uh, Wesley like walk into the room and like suddenly like are reading the story with them, it just doesn't work. You know, you can't really like insert your framing device into your like fantastical story when they're not really in the same. <sighs> I wouldn't say they're not in the same reality since it's the aviator telling it and he's like the consistent character in between the two, at least at first, but it just doesn't work for me at least yeah i think it, i think it's a mistake to uh try to connect the two the first half and second half of the movie in a literal sense um and i think it's a fault of the film uh that it doesn't explain the the connection because uh once uh once mackenzie Foy leaves on her journey um then we're stopped we stopped the telling of the book and it's a separate instance of the novella basically like i don't think it's supposed to connect to the original telling like, like, yeah, this is the little prince after he experienced all that. But if you're going to try to like say that this is the current him and stuff, it becomes probably, you know, the, the, there's, there's unintended, um, thematic complications and stuff like that. I think if she if, tries to kill herself, you know, like, right. Is that her killing herself by like going to the other planet? Because that's how that's, he, that's, what that's, he had to do. That's right. literally what I was thinking. I was I like, oh my God, she tried to kill herself. Right. I don't think that that's what they intended. Although I don't know. Um, but you know, she, I think she's just going on this journey. I, I don't know. They're French, Dylan. Who knows what they, what their weighty French thoughts. I mean, the movie's directed by Mark Osborne and who's American, you know, like there's a, there's a significant French crew to this, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I guess, um, you know, I, it's like, I think this is the, I think this is a, a gorgeous movie. It's got a lot going for it, but, um, there's some significant flaws. I think that the in the first half, the two parts don't connect. And then I agree this, the first half doesn't really connect to the second half. Um, you know, it doesn't quite come together the, the entire movie. Like, I don't particularly care, uh, at the end because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's top heavy. Like it's, um, it, 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 uh, has the good stuff where it needs to have the good stuff. Like I'm a big fan yeah. of, you know, having the best narrative parts towards the end and stuff like that. So it's okay that like it's, it's enough to forget the, the narrative since the first half and also just for me to forget the connections to the first half. So I don't think it matters that much to me personally, but you're, there's a lot of narrative flaws to, to what the movie ultimately is, I would say. 
Um, yeah, maybe I'll bump it down to like a nine or like an eight point five out of ten. I okay. don't know. Okay. Okay. So, what are your highlights uh, in terms of scenes uh, apart from the 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 parts that made Sam cry? Like, I, I highlighted the breaking <laughs> out of the stars. I thought that was that was really excellent. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. Is a good I really question. know. That's why I, uh, I really liked any scenes between the aviator and the little girl. Yeah, it was just really cute and adorable. I really liked the fox, like the stuffed animal fox. He was adorable. Yeah, he was good, I loved yeah. him. Yeah, the highlight of the fox is when he tries to step on the uh, the guy, the guy <laughs> at the end after He's they so both. Cute. Yeah, he tries to follow the stepping, and that was really good. The fox was good. Yeah, I never understood if this was the actual fox or not, and then he kind of comes to life after. But again, that's not important, you know. Who knows? I don't know. This this fox doesn't seem like too much like James Franco, so who knows? Yeah, I didn't even think of this as James Franco when he was talking. It, to it's, be it's James Franco. And I know. So there's, yeah, there's a bunch of people in this, obviously. Because I because I read it. Yeah. What like, do you oh, think of? Uh, we we hear a little prince as a kid, and then we see older little prince, and now he's Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So I had like a little bit of like a not conundrum about it, but like an interesting, uh, like it just was interesting to me that like they turned the little prince into like this, yeah, you know, sort of like typical like children's movie, like bumbling. Like Horton hears a who sort of like, like to give yeah, an example, I, of yeah, I agree that with that, yeah. like turns like a children's book character into like something that's bumbling, sort of like weird and quirky and blah blah blah. And you know, I liked him, but I just it just didn't feel like the same person. You know how can this like pure angelic little boy turn into this fumbling? That's how life works, thing? Sam. That's 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 how it works. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's happening to me. So <laughs> okay. No, yeah. but I don't know. It was just like yeah. a. Like a, maybe maybe that had more to do with like the aviator. He was the one who was retelling the story of the little prince, right? So to yeah. him, the little prince seemed yeah, like this very angelic little yeah. boy. Yeah. But in reality, that isn't always the case. And so you know, maybe the reality of him being a bumbling, dumbling Paul Rudd is, uh, you know, more to the truth than so, a, yeah. I play, a stop I, motion. Part. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. That's that's a good point. I very much hear heard Paul Rudd though when he talked. I'm like, okay, that's interesting that he's Paul. Rudd I like now. Paul Rudd. I like Paul Rudd, too. I, I think just, he's very handsome. He very much, okay. Well, he very much sounded like Paul Rudd, though. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, um, I thought that was, what, so what do you think of the, the interactions of uh, the uh, the girl and uh, the, the older, uh, teenage Mr. Mr. Prince? Prince? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was interesting. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just, it didn't really work super well for me because it's like, it's Paul Rudd and... His character wasn't, yeah, the, the teenage version, he wasn't incredible. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I thought it was. I like Paul Rudd, but yeah, you know, sure. I, just, I just don't, I, that, that, like, they didn't really have too <sighs> so much chemistry, I feel. Um, what do you think of the, uh, just the, the happenings of the asteroid once they get there? The businessman takeover asteroid. We see all the people from the, that we saw, we met in the telling of the book, and they're all doing the Ricky Gervais policemen and stuff like that. And see, that makes me stuff. wonder if, like, the, if the book is just a big old lie. Well, no, because at the was end, it, at, at, at the end, we pass by the asteroid yeah, where the king sat, and, yeah, and he's not there. So, yeah. I, th- I think that would be like the typical swerve that would happen. Like that's a swerve that happened in the Lego Movie, almost. Yeah, well, but again, I don't think this is. I don't think this is supposed to matter, though. Like, you it's, know, the, the plot twist. You know, oh my god, the yeah. aviator was a. Yeah, but again, I don't think this metaphorizing is metaphorizing his uh, life on this business planet. Oh, okay. I don't think that was the intent. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not really sure, but whatever. Uh, I think it was just that the businessman took over, uh, like from since the uh, little prince had been on Earth, basically. Um, yeah, he took over all the uh, inhabitants of the Ash. Yeah, but again, I don't think it really matters connecting it directly exactly. to the book. It's just supposed to be a thing after it. Who's um, your favorite out of all the asteroid people? Um, you know, I, <laughs> t- tough questions here. Um, I would, I guess, the Ricky Gervais guy, but yeah, the conceited man who like yeah. has to like tip his hat whenever somebody applauses him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Albert Brooks businessman worked that well. Um, did you know that he voiced Marlin in Finding Nemo? Yes, that is. I all, didn't yes, know that. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I don't know who he was. Um, we had, uh, I don't know, there's one, of, there, I was reading the it, it's a detailed plot description of the book, and there are a bunch of stuff they left. There's like three people they left out, like the geographer. Um, eh, who, who needs him? The geographer who mocked speci- specialization in society. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, the, we, we don't the, need geographers in society, don't we? The Benicio del Toro's, that's what the book is saying, I think. We had the Benicio del Toro snake, uh, Marine Cotillard Rose, and the James Franco Fox. So those are all our fable people. So I think the least successful part of the book is the Rose of the uh, book and the movie. So the book, maybe it works fine in the book, but I was highly uncomfortable, um, during this film with the, and this is a big reason why I don't, I think it's not, you know, it's, it's a tier below incredible. Um, the Marine Cotillard Rose, uh, is a direct connection from the book. They don't change it at all. However, this was written in 1940 and it comes across as incredibly sexist when I watched it because it's, uh, the Rose is the, the Rose is like, uh, it's like, uh, oh, she was so conceited and vain, uh, but she apologized and like, she was holding me back from uh from exploring and it's and it's and it's this parallel to the writer's uh wife um and uh yeah i was just super uncomfortable with that like oh my goodness this is like very (laughs) this is like early 1900s uh sexism blatantly in the movie i thought they should have changed that for sure that was maybe i just didn't really notice it because i didn't yeah i didn't really notice (laughs) it it plays it yeah luckily like it plays off a little bit because it's like a little boy but it's like they very much they love and like everything's around it yeah just i don't know i'm I'm not really one to pay attention too much in the matters of sexism when it's between a rose and a little boy. Yeah, it was also very weird <laughs> that the little boy is like in love with the rose. But um, it's a it, metaphor. Dylan. It's just a metaphor to the guy and his wife and to his very sexist viewpoints of his wife. So that's what I would say. You know what? Him. When you look up into the sky and you think of the asteroid, you feel the rose in your heart, and she's there. Doesn't mean she loves you any less. Yeah. So ignoring that, then it's still fine. You know, the just someone you love back home. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, that's more what I took out of it. I took yeah. out of love and blah blah blah. I yeah, really I think that I think that's the intent, right? So that's, that's good. That's good. You know, so that's that's good. And it was a small part of the just a very quick small part of the film, and they they kind of like rush through it as if they know. It's yeah, like yeah, that, that's probably why I didn't really notice. <laughs> it was very quick. Anyway, uh, so what do we think of the main character, the little girl voiced by Mackenzie Foy? I like um, her. Yeah, I think she's very good. I think her mom is a little bit too overbearing about her future, and I don't really understand why. Rachel McAdams' mom. I thought she was great. I really like her, too. She's not a cool mom. Like Amy Poehler. Yeah, she's not a cool mom like Amy Poehler. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, cut that out. No, that's a good. Yeah, we're just <laughs> referencing other things. Reference. Oh we're referencing God. other things that the actors have been in. That's good. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought um, her and her mom were super sympathetic, and the decision to make them this movie centered around two females was very successful in my. Yeah, I, I really like that too. Like when I first saw it, I was like really surprised. I was like, oh, that's nice. And she's like, and she's a single mother, and I think she comes across as very sympathetic, a little too, um, you know, obviously a little too overbearing, right? But I think that the movie doesn't lose it, and they give her a moment at the end, right? So yeah, yeah, so it's nice. You know, she gets her her uh, redemption. 
Yeah. Her I thought the little, the little, yeah, I thought the little girl was great. She's, um, I love the characterization of her in the beginning. She says stuff like that's improbable. Um, she very much comes across like a, you won't get this reference, but like an, an early Marco and star, the safety kid. Um, so I really liked, uh, that element. Um, she reminded me of me cause she like points out the allergies in yeah, the world. That was true. I like that. Yeah. No, she reminded me of me too. So, that's, but that's uh, that, what I didn't get was why she wasn't pointing out that, um, when he was driving her out for pancakes for her quote unquote birthday, how that wasn't kidnapping, because it kind of was. Well, everything surrounding the giver and uh, the girl was super creepy. Like, <laughs> I know you liked it. That is good. But he's just this random old guy who lives next to I, I don't think inherently, you know, a friendship between, like, generations is creepy. Society would disagree, but yes. Well, society I... is we okay. <laughs> okay, Sam, but yeah. <laughs> no, but society is, like, not, not the... Uh, most this important thing. That, yeah, well, this movie, this movie in the novella basically blatantly says society sucks, right? So, yes. Um, um, right. So he's just the he grandfather the figure. Yeah. I, it, I, yeah. No. Um, I didn't think that was the only creepy part. Like, I thought the initial, the initial stuff was, you know. Uh, but, um. Speaking good things bad, Dylan. I think that's, is that what this, the, the book says? <laughs> That's. I think that's what the book says. Society well, stop, does stop making, stop making good, good things bad. Yeah. Anyway, back to this the little girl. Um. Yeah, I thought that she was a very good main character, which they'd have given her a name, and um, I think she's eclipsed a little bit by the the prince. Um, like he's the important one. Who cares about the prince? Oh, I want her to be friends with um Riley from Inside Out because they look the same. Because this movie looks yeah, the same. Yeah, they kind of do look out. the same. <laughs> yeah, so that they're, they're best friends. That's my head Well, okay. Well, I don't think they're in the same universe, but yeah, whatever. Why can't this movie be in that universe? Why not? I don't know. I feel like maybe they're on like different planets. Is is that the is that the um like the honest trailer of this? We see the uh, the emotions inside uh, Mackenzie Foy, little girl's head. <laughs> is that? Oh, uh, you version should make that yourself, Dylan. Make that honest trailer. Um, yeah, I'm not making. No one would be interested in that, but yeah. I think somebody would. That would be that'd be that. So, um, and so, what do we think of the little prince in the in the story in the the, the elements themselves? Of uh, he's very much just like a book character. It's kind he of speaks too as, proper. Yeah. Well, he speaks. He he quotes the the nineteen forty book. So which was yeah, that's yeah, why. yeah the yeah the uh, they they like they keep the uh, effort, you know this no he does I don't he's not talking in French the catastrophe yeah they keep that and stuff like that right a lot of quotes directly from the book yeah so. well also like the the aviator writes in French maybe that's oh. because of the yeah in 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 the in the pages we see it's French yeah. I didn't even notice okay yeah. that's the I don't know the same. yeah those are the two words Sam knows yeah sorry that, I think I also said that. <laughs> In our lady, one of our ladybug podcasts, yeah. Um, they say miraculous, they say miraculous a lot. Uh, in this maybe movie. that's and, just like a and, really and, big board in France. Yeah, the other French th- property we cover on the show is miraculous ladybug, which <laughs> is French. So I think that's funny that they say miraculous a lot. Uh, in this uh, movie. Uh, um, what I'm other? Sorry. Well, yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam. Sorry. Uh, what other? What other elements we got here that you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. What else was there? The the nosy neighbors. I don't like them. Okay, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought to mention the neighbors. I don't know. They're just always like peeking around whenever the old man does something. Like God, stay in your lane, people. Jeez, just because your neighbor's a little weird doesn't mean you have to like gawk at them every time something happens. Yeah, true. What do you think of this book's? Uh, I was I was using that opportunity to think of another topic. What do you What do you think of this book's uh, social satire? So, um, we talked about this a little bit, but um. 
it, he's very much like, uh, okay, this is uh, adult society sucks. Um, children, you know, shouldn't, you know, the, we talked about all this, the grow up, you know, well, yeah, growing they, like, up, the, not growing up. And this, well, they like, hear him tell it, society sort of suffocated his yeah, potential for being an artist. Right. Yeah. Cause so it wasn't wanna, not productive enough. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? That seems like a same topic. So essentially the thing in this society, in the book, in the movie, um, is that the world tries to you know, stifle any sort of creativity because it's not productive to society. It's not productive to the cogs of the machine. You know, we are to be making money, to be working, etc. at all times. And, you know, any art or culture or anything that is of enjoyment and passion and humanity, it's just simply not allowed. And while this movie is a grand exaggeration of that i feel like that's very true in society i mean you know you tell your parents or like your relatives or just people who ask you know hey i'm going to art school and they're like oh my god how are you gonna get a job you know how are you gonna you know do this that whatever and while you know it sucks and you know we have to make ends meet somehow you know that shouldn't stifle our feelings for creativity and that shouldn't stifle the passion that we have to create and to make and to express our humanity because I feel like art is the expression of what it means to be human. Um, with the expe- the human experience, that's what art essentially is. And if we're just busy working all the time and not really experiencing life, you know, what is the point of making art? And I guess that's just not valued in their culture because, you know, they're busy with skyscraper, skyscraper uh, snow globes and a bunch of dumb stuff. So they're not really experiencing, but you know, the old man, the aviator, he's experiencing, he has a night, he has like a really fire hazardy house and stuffed animals and a plane and records and, you know, the, the radio and the cars, you know, and the houses of like the quote unquote normal people, just, you know, the weather report and just some monotone man going on and on. And it just isn't what it means to be human. I mean, they're surviving, they are living, but they're not thriving. You know, and I would argue the old man, he is thriving. He is creative. He is lively. He is more human than these square blocks of tofu are. Certainly, yes. More than the homogenous houses next to him. Yes. Yeah, yeah clearly. So that was that Sam's take on it. My take on it is that, you know, art is important. And, you know, it's it's just like what our society tells us. I mean... You know, you're never going to make money doing art. You're never going to, you know, amount to anything if you do art. And, you know, while success in our society is measured through, like, how many uh, cars you have or, like, if you have, like, a beach house or whatever, that's not necessarily the case. I think success can be measured through, like, personal fulfillment and personal enjoyment and living and, I don't know, just whatever – Yes, good, good, good job. That was a good. Sam is very conflicted about the state of the world and society at this yes. moment. No, I think that's good. That yeah, I agree with all this, um, and um, I think this is what the movie is present. So I think that it's the book more than the movie that gives this this point. Um, but I got, I think the movie gets there at the end with it. Um, this like satirization with the um, the drawings that the girl brings the old man at the end with like the bound, bounds it up, and he's like, oh my drawings, my drawings. And I never really thought of it that way throughout the movie that this is like his artistic retelling of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of more just like this is like a fairy tale book, but I. I so I guess I thought this was one of the more subtle themes of the movie that 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 comes together at the end. This like uh, him being an artist. 
Um, yeah, I guess I never really thought of it. I don't think it's very subtle considering it's in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> um, I guess so. Yeah. It just, I, 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 compared to, you know, the, the cars moving at the same pace and stuff like that. Um, it's not something that I clearly got throughout the entire movie, but I thought that was good. And I think it's interesting that he's like an artist and also is like rebuilding the plane and stuff. Um, I guess that's this movie's version of the mocking of specialization. Like he's like a lot of different things, like art forms and stuff like that. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Well, I guess so. Um, but yeah, so, um, there you go. I think there's other stuff that we get into. I mean, uh, what I'm material life chart. The life chart, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's you know, that's uh, that's crazy. That. I hated that. That that was my least favorite part of the movie. Why? Because that's that's a crazy way to live. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know it's just like a like very overt satirization, but yeah. you know, still, it's just insane. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is, is insane. Mm-hmm. But then she still goes to the school at the end. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's kind of weird. I wonder, like. But she, I but she, this- but she does it in her own way by drawing the the snake who eats the yeah. thing. Yeah. So I guess it's too late to move. Because, you know, they already bought the house. <laughs> I guess it's too you know, late. Yeah, I mean, I mean once you the... buy a house, you generally like don't have like a lot of money to buy another one right away. So That's the Sam takeaway. It was too late to move. So that's why that happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah it was no, too late I think to she's, move. She's, taking, she's taking it in her own direction. You know, she's and, learned you know, the, the parables of the film. So overall, um, we both think it's a very good film. Um, I think it incorporates this uh, novella in a really interesting way. Um, I guess I think it's probably too deferential to it. I mean, I think it maybe would have benefited more from not, um, yeah, I definitely think that's true. I think it would have benefited more from not needing to incorporate everything like the reasons uh, of the rose and the, uh, the, the old timey language and stuff like that. Like, I think it could have been, um, flow, I think it could have flowed together more if they were slightly less deferential. But... Do you think it would have been interesting if she was the little prince? Right. You could have done something like that. Yeah. If, if, if it was more like a, mo- like a modern retelling. Um, okay, yeah, so if we didn't have, like, these two sides, and if she was just a modern retelling, yeah, that would have been a more traditional narrative route to go, I think. I also think you could have done the, um, the first half of the movie, and then have a twist be, like, she ends up being Little Prince or something, like, within this story. Um. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of- Wasn't she kind of, anyway? I guess, yeah, I guess kind of, right? So, um, it's, it's, there would have been other ways to do this. I think it's an interesting one. Um, I think it was successful. I agree. Yeah. So there you go. Um, final comments on on this movie. Uh, now crying is good, and everybody should do it sometime. <laughs> that's it's the, good to yeah. That's the same thing. Let loose your emotions that you have bottled up about society and life. Okay. Well, okay. That was more of a good a, a good little prince take. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I have good ones sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah no frequently frequently sam oh, um best friend yes dylan is my box i have tamed dylan okay i don't know if that's the same thing friends. same thing as what you said before but yeah what was with the t- we didn't talk about the taming that's true uh well, it's like you know how you tame like dogs or something right. I, thought or like how was, we I thought it was dogs. kind of a wide use of the word tame because it was kind yeah. of they kind of used it like connection but they also kind of just used it as uh as tame yeah yeah, I mean, what did we say? Like, I'm one in 100,000 foxes. You know, right, I'm yeah. the same to you. But, you know, once, like, you make a connection with me, then I'm your fox. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, that, that's, we didn't talk about that, but that's, like, a really nice sentiment. You know, that, you know, there's, like, you know, billions of people out there. But, you know, once you make a connection with somebody, that's, like, your person. Or, like, that's your dog or your cat or your cactus. Yeah, or, I thought that was good. I didn't like the use of the possessive, but I did think it was it was good. 
Um, or like like your feel like you know they yeah. they are in your heart. Yeah, no, I I got That's what it's going for clearly, you know. But I, I, yeah, I thought that was good. So yeah, um, you're so touchy, Dylan. I'm a little. I guess I'm touchy with this film, but um. Yeah, you know, old people and kids can't be friends. Yeah. Nope. That's not what I was intending with that. But um. Yeah. That, that's what we'll go with that so uh right, thanks uh check check out our other movie reviews at overlyanimated.com um consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash overly animated this was the patron uh reward for our um our great patron john aka garfield uh special shout outs to him as he's our patron of the podcast and this is his um and uh yeah see so that was this is tier reward and you can check out the other benefits of becoming a patron at patreon.com slash overly animated shout out to all our patrons especially john for this podcast um who knows what else is um we'll be putting this out much later in recorded so i'll know who knows what else is coming out but yeah check it we have a bunch of other movie podcasts coming out around in the probably in the past or coming up uh of other oscar potential wow time is very transient and loose and you know i don't think tomorrow is yesterday and yesterday is tomorrow i don't think that that was a theme of this film but um, no i mean that's the theme of what you're talking about exactly so what are the themes of this podcast without um yeah and uh yeah last comment sam uh yeah you know you gotta see with your heart man you just gotta yes you know your heart doesn't lead you astray yeah that this is the, the takeaway yes from from little prince good 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 stuff sam and very uh, very inspiring i'm gonna go tell who i love that i love them now that they're in your hearts even if yes. they're not you know, whatever, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Good, yep. Good. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. Uh, let us know what you thought of our, our discussion on this. Continue discussion in the comments, overlyanimate.com on the YouTube video, or uh, thanks for listening guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.